Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We pray that you hear from God. Hello. Um, I'm going to start off by telling you a little bit about me. So I am a huge fan of a band called the Jonas Brothers. I absolutely love them. I go on about them way too much. You can ask Emily and Woody, and they will tell you that the only music I listen to is the Jonas Brothers. I'm going to one of their concerts in February, so I made a countdown on my phone, and the last time I checked, it was 126 days, 8 hours, and 4 minutes. I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan. I've seen all the films countless times, I'm in the middle of reading the books, and I've been to Harry Potter World. I also love my family and my friends, and loads of other things. There are so many things that collectively sum up who I am, and my point is that within 20 seconds of me speaking to you, you already know four things about me that you probably didn't know before. Now I'm going to introduce you to someone that I don't know very much about. Should be a picture. This is Bithy. I only know two things about Bithy. She lives in Myanmar, and she could have made some of my clothes. Bithy is the same age as me. She's 16, and in the mornings, Bithy walks to a clothes factory to spend 10 hours every day sewing jeans together. She first started working there when she was 12 and makes 480 pairs of jeans every day. She's paid the equivalent to just 73p a day. Bithy is only one of four million girls in Bangladesh that are employed when they're younger than 16. As if it's not horrific enough that girls like Bithy are working at 12 years old, but the conditions of the factories they sit in for over 10 hours are so dangerous. In April of 2018, a multi-purpose factory collected with o collapsed with over 1,000 people inside because meeting their target production was more important to their manager than the safety and well-being of their workers. This building is called Rana Plaza. And for those of you who didn't see it on the news, Rana Plaza is in Bangladesh. Major companies like, like employed workers to fashion their pr products in the building. In April, the workers that died when the building collapsed reported to their labourer that they had seen cracks on the walls of the building and were concerned for their safety. Despite the warning, they were instructed to return to work. The following morning, the building crumbled to the ground with those workers sat at tables inside making our clothes. More than 1,100 people died and thousands more were injured. Only after this disaster did all the companies with workers employed in this building sign an agreement with a plan in place to prevent these situations from happening again. The media picked up the story and it made an awareness to the growing dangers in the fashion industry. But it shouldn't take a tragic accident like this to make people want to change the situation. It shouldn't be the deaths of thousands of innocent people in exchange for a little bit of media attention. In Proverbs chapter 31, verse 8, it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus speaks up for somebody. A woman is found guilty of committing adultery and is put in front of a crowd. Jesus is asked if she should be punished by being stoned to death. Jesus says to the crowd, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. When saying this, Jesus knew that nobody in the crowd was free of sin. He knew that by saying this, the woman wouldn't be harmed because no one's perfect. He let the adulterer go without being harmed because he forgave her. Jesus spoke up for the woman when she couldn't speak for herself, when anything she said would have been cast aside. Children experiencing child labor can't speak up for themselves, which is why as a youth we want to act justly, as it says in Micah. 
and do something to help them get out of those deathly factory buildings like Rana Plaza and help them have a childhood. Raising awareness is the first step in our plan, but when we speak up for these children, that doesn't mean we have to punish those who have put them in this situation. Jesus didn't punish the adulterer, and yet he still spoke up for her. In April, some of the youth went to a tear fund justice day, which is where a lot of us first heard about the Rana Plaza disaster. For me, it was the first time I'd actually heard the name of a building where some of my clothes were made. I'd never really thought about the person that had hand-sewn the buttons onto my shirt or hand-stitched a label into my jeans. I felt guilty that I hadn't second-guessed who had made my clothes. I felt even worse when I realised that it could have been a 12-year-old girl. When we got back from the Justice Day, each of us researched different clothes brands to see whether the people making our clothes were being fairly paid and treated and to see if our favourite brands were creating and producing their products ethically. I found out that three years ago, hundreds of customers of a major brand were discovering handmade notes attached to the clothes they were buying. After translating them, it was discovered that hundreds of women employed in a factory in Istanbul had not been paid for three months and were trying to spread awareness of their situation in the only way available to them. The notes read, I made this item you're going to buy, but I didn't get paid for it. Another brand was found to be employing people as young as 14 and making them work 12 hours a day. However, they claimed they were still within the international labour laws. Inspectors were sent into popular companies' factories to investigate the working conditions and described them as slave labour. Brands like these bend the rules and mistreat their workers in attempts to meet their production targets as quick as possible so they can be selling their products as quickly as they can. The product for this, the term for this, is fast fashion. Clothes of the latest trends sell out relatively quickly in, in shops and online, so brands have to put a plan in place to restock their shelves, which is what most brands do, but at the expense of the planet. Not only does fast fashion influence, influence mistreatment of employees, but it's unethical. To be constantly shipping clothes across seas, pollution rapidly increases. Overall, the fashion industry is wasteful, polluting, exploiting, and unsustainable. There are loads of brands that are being set up that make their clothes from sustainable materials and are ethical for the environment, like Nobody's Child, Skim, Plant Face, and a brand that we found out about, Soul Survivor, called Something More, which is the jumper I'm wearing now. So at some point in the future, the youth are going to run a quiz night to raise money for the food bank and charities that are helping people get out of child labour and are trying to be more sustainable and ethical with their clothes. That's one way we want to start acting justly and speak up for those who can't. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that the children around the world that have to go to work are safe. Please be with them as they experience the horrible conditions of the factories. Support us as we start making changes in our lives to help them. Guide us as we try to be more ethical and help save the earth as you created for us. Amen. We've put some prayer stations around the room with bits of paper on so everybody can write a prayer about the topics me and Hannah have spoken about and write something you're going to do in the future to be more ethical in the way you buy clothes, travel and live your day-to-day -day lives. You can take the piece of paper home with you as a reminder of what you've started to do to start acting justly. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.